one. I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Joshua and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up, everyone? I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched School of Rock. Paramount Pictures put out this rockin' movie in 2003. It's rated PG-13 and has a runtime of one hour and 48 minutes. Some other kid-friendly films Paramount put out around that time were Rugrats Go Wild and Timeline. Amelia, what would you say this movie's about? It's about a guy whose name is Dewey, and he steals someone's job, and he does substitute, and he teaches kids how to learn music. (laughs) Very good. This movie's about a man named Dewey who is kicked out of his band and needs to come up with money to pay the rent. So he steals his roommate's identity and begins subbing at a very prestigious school where he meets some musically inclined kids and decides to enter them into the battle of the bands. Some familiar faces and voices in this movie. Dewey Finn is played by Jack Black. Kids will know him the most as Poe from the Kung Fu Panda franchise. More recently, he was Bowser in the Super Mario Bros. movie. And he is also Bethany slash Professor Shelley in Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. So good in that movie. It is hysterical. Watching Jack Black play a teenage girl is (laughs) (laughs) top-notch. Principal Mullins is Joan Cusack. We all know this voice. She is Jessie from the Toy Story franchise. She is also the mom in Mars Needs Moms and a movie that we covered around Thanksgiving. She is Debbie Jelinski from Adam's Family Values. Patty is played by Sarah Silverman, who is Ollie and a few other voices in Bob's Burgers, which is a hit with parents. She plays the Warner Brother executive in Space Jam A New Legacy, and in our house we know her as Vanellope Von Schweetz from the Wreck-It Ralph movies. Summer Hathaway is played by Miranda Cosgrove. She is Carly Shea from iCarly, Margot in the Despicable Me franchise, and Megan Parker, the evil sister in Drake and Josh. And the director of this movie is Richard Linklater. He hasn't really done anything kid-friendly. However, if there had to be something you show your kids, the Bad News Bears remake from 2005 would probably be something you could show them. Other movies he made, like I said, more for grown-ups. Dazed and Confused, and then he also made the Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight movies that I know some parents really like. Is that the Ethan Hawke one? That is the Ethan Hawke one. All right. So, Mommy, you said this movie came out in 2003. Around what age were you the first time you watched this movie, and do you remember liking it? So I saw this movie not in theaters, but when it finally hit DirecTV streaming. Okay. (laughs) Throwback. Um, So that probably had to have been a year later in 2004, which meant I was about 12. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. My two best friends loved this movie. (laughs) I just, I could not handle the ridiculousness of Dewey. Yeah, you're not a Jack Black fan. No, I I liked Shallow Hal, but past that, I was like, I'm good. What about you? Was this a theater or a home view? This was a home view. Like you had said, it was a year later that I'd watched this movie for the first time, and I remember loving it. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the kids were cool. So, I mean, yeah, this was a big hit for me. I liked it a lot. See, I was like summer where I was very serious about my schooling. So I was like, if this happened to me and I came in and some teacher was like, oh, we're not learning about math today or anything, I would be livid. (laughs) So I could not relate to it. (laughs) So realistically... If you were a parent in this movie, what would upset you the most from, you know, your kids being in this school was the fact that the teacher isn't a teacher, the fact that he's not actually teaching them anything, the fact that the school doesn't do a proper background check. What would upset you the most? A hundred percent the proper background check. Like, no. (laughs) Hard no. Yeah, the fact that they just let him come in there and just teach. They're like, oh yeah, you must be Ned because we called you when you showed up, right? 
yes, like where was checking your driver's license? Like anytime that you are offered employment, at some point you need to have that identification. They ask for what? Your driver's license and your social security card and some other form of ID to confirm that it is you when you do your W-2s, etc. Where was that scene? <laughs> yeah, if this took place in maybe like the 80s or the 90s, I might have believed that they would have just let this go. But the fact that it's early 2000s is like, nah, that's a red flag. This wouldn't have happened. No, it makes it very unbelievable. But some positives in this movie. Some would say it kind of rips off of 90s romantic comedies. The it was just for the money at first, but then I fell in love bit. You know, Dewey does do that. He uses these kids at first, but then genuinely loves them at a certain point. He takes them under his wing and learns about them individually enough to have different connections with all of them. Even though in this scene he's getting into trouble, I love that he starts rattling off to the parents what he likes about these kids because even some of the parents seem to learn something about their kids. So I'm going to assume that they're just bad, distant parents. Maybe not bad, but just they got other things that they hold higher than family time. And that's a sad point in this movie. Yes, I do love that he brings that to their attention because it happens. Some parents get busy with work and when it's time to come home and talk, sometimes you just don't want to talk. You want to hear silence. But those are the moments that you miss out on what your kid enjoyed about their day. Yeah. What do they like to do? Who do they talk to? And it's so important to make sure you know these things about your children. Yeah. And in that same sense, like I had said, he has these personal connections with each of them. He builds these kids up, which is awesome he does i particularly love the scene about one of the girls thinks that she's going to be laughed at by all the other kids when she sings because she's slightly bigger but dewey brings up aretha franklin awesome point just because you're bigger that doesn't make you any lesser of a singer or good at what you love to do yeah he goes and says that nobody cares what size she is once they hear those pipes yeah exactly once they hear those pipes they don't care they he just love her singing Yes, and he even brings himself up. He's like, look at me. Like, look at my body, and I still shred my guitar. I, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. to me. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Clearly, I like food. And then one of the other kids thinks he can't be in the band because he's not cool enough. There's another kid that only plays classical guitar, and his dad holds him in this very strict demeanor, so he doesn't think that he can play in a rock band. He thinks he's too stiff. But Dewey helps him overcome every single one of these fears, which is great for kids. They need that confidence. Yeah. And then speaking of kids, I mean, you're going to watch this movie with your kids and they're going to love it because there's kids in this movie. It's that simple. That's a great positive. Some of the movies that parents can show kids won't have any kids in it at all. And they're like, why am I watching this movie, dad? Why am I watching this mom, grandpa, whoever's showing them the movie? So yeah, there's kids in this movie. They're going to have a blast. Gives them something to relate to. So this is a huge spoiler alert, but the last positive I want to mention is that I honestly like that they lose the competition. It's a great lesson that you can still feel accomplished, proud, and happy without being number one. Yes, Dewey has a moment at the very end where he's very upset that they lose, and Freddie, I believe, is the one who tells him, like, Hey, chill out, dude. Rock isn't about getting an A. Sex Pistols never want anything. Don't let the man get you down. Yeah, I mean, dude, you gotta cheer up. We played a kick-ass show. He's like, you know what? We did have a good time, didn't we? Girls, how do you feel about the ending? Do you wish they would have won, or do you think that it's fine that they show that they lost? Zosha? I think it's fine that they lost. Yeah? How about you, Amelia? I wanted them to win. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, when we watched Bring It On when we were younger and the... The Toros. Yeah, when the Toros lost, you were like, what? No way! So, I mean, I could see that. But they still did great. Yep, they and did. Come on, the Clovers deserve to win, all right? <laughs> they, they did. They were cheated for so long. <laughs> Maybe we'll cover that one day when they're older. Hey, I loved that movie when I was younger, so it's a possibility. 
So now that we talked all sunshine and rainbows, let's get to the negatives of this movie, because there are quite a few of them. The deception and lying Dewey does, oof. He lies about who he is. He lies that he's a teacher about where he studied. When he's trying to sell his guitar, he tells the guy that Jimi Hendrix played on that guitar. And let's not forget that Dewey tells the kids to keep a secret about what they do in class from their parents. Don't tell them that we're only learning about music. Red flag, you do not tell children to keep things from their parents. Yeah, this is something that we tell the girls all the time. Like, hey, there's no secrets. We need to tell mommy and daddy everything because we don't want something bad to happen at school or with friends or anybody, grownups, anybody. Correct. And usually when an adult, and a full-grown adult, is telling you to keep something from someone, nine times out of ten, it's wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sometimes it's that little white lie that you're not thinking of, but don't do it. And that moves into the influence of these kids. Yes, we do like very much that he builds these kids up, and that is an influence on them. However, Dewey likes to say that he's teaching them Rock 101, but it's really Rebel 101. He tells these kids how to dress, what to listen to, even though when he's asking them, hey, what do you guys listen to? They say Christina Aguilera and Puff Daddy. It's like, those are good artists. You shouldn't tell these kids that what they're listening to is garbage just because you don't like their music. Like, that's crazy. You can still appreciate the lyrics or something of other artists. And that's crazy to me. Yes, you should agree to disagree. Because I like a lot of different genres of music and you do as well. Yes. So it's like, don't tell kids that what they like is bad. You like Limp Biscuit, I like Kesha. We agree to disagree. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people will argue points on both of those artists for us. Yeah. Those are our guilty pleasures, FYI. <laughs> and he also teaches these kids to talk back when you don't like something. It's a really cool scene where he's telling them like, hey, I don't like those bullies. Tell those bullies to step off. But then he also talks about like chores. Like, I had to do my chores today, so I am really ticked off. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you, you need to do your chores still. You need to be helping around the house. You need to be taught responsibility for growing up. These are things that we do. So I don't really like that part of the influence that he has on these kids. And I don't like that the girls watch those scenes because I don't want them to think that it's okay to just be like, step off. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. Should children be able to speak up for themselves and discuss, hey, I don't really want to do this, etc.? Of course. But when it comes to your parents teaching you those things like responsibility, hey, pick up after yourself. Hey, it's time to do your homework. Yes. Under no circumstance should you say, hey, step off. We would never do that to our parents. I'd be like, I don't want to, but I'm going to go do it. <laughs> yeah, no way we would ever do that. To further that influence, he teaches them to lie like him, too. Summer, of all people, instigates the front that they're terminally ill to get them into the contest. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know to Dewey, it's all white lies and fibs just to try to get ahead in life. But that's still a very negative thing to teach kids. You should do things the honest way. Not pretending that you're all dying to get into this van. And this is so crazy because this scene is presented like as a positive. Like, yes, they got in. This is awesome. They did tell that lie. But you got to remember that it's a lie. Yes. And it's teaching these kids that it's okay to lie to get what you want. It's, it's just grammar yeah. school children, too, nonetheless. Yep. So with all that, the last thing I want to say is bro should have went to jail. Like how <laughs> the police, the parents and Ned all show up at the end and it's like nothing comes of it. It's like a slap on the wrist of like, mm, OK, you did really good at teaching these kids music. So we'll forget the fact that you just stole identity, ducked a background check, all this stuff. Like even the parents who should have been furious and sued the school are even just like, well, no harm done. Everyone's OK. 
So at least in Illinois, impersonating other people for personal gain can warrant criminal prosecution. That's in Illinois. I don't know how it was wherever this movie takes place, but maybe he wouldn't have gone to jail. I don't know. This is kind of crazy. If people know more about this, maybe let us know. Would he have gone to jail or would he have not gone to jail? I guess it's hard to tell for 2003, but I'm assuming it would be somewhat the same that anywhere in the United States impersonating somebody else is a criminal offense. Because, I mean, technically, he tells them, hey, just make it out to cash when he gets paid. He never impersonates or steals any of Ned's IDs or passports or social security number to get paid. So I don't know. I don't know if what he did is actually illegal. I'm with you 100% on this. He should have gotten in trouble. But I don't know if he would have went to jail. The loophole of not like taking credit card numbers and social securities and things like that i mean if you get yourself a good lawyer you can find that loophole for (laughs) sure (laughs) but something tells me dewey can't afford a lawyer because he can't even pay his rent so (laughs) however he does at the end have his own business and there's no way he would have gotten enough money or gotten a loan from a bank not having any money at all or collateral to get a business going. And I do like the business that he has, the School of Rock. He's just teaching new kids how to play music. And Ned is also there teaching the younger kids like the fundamentals of playing music. And it was, it was a really cute scene. It's a cute ending. It is a very cute ending, although unrealistic, because when you're a parent and you watch these things, again, you go back to, this guy's broke. How are you paying for that rent space? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's Ned. Maybe Ned was it, the money. Maybe it could be Ned. We need a sequel? <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> So what kind of negatives come with our parental guidance, Mommy? So our language category is mild use of profanity, along with a read-between-the-lines hand gesture. Violence is also mild. Dewey stage dives, but no one catches him, so he just knocks himself unconscious on the floor. Dewey also throws a chair and scares Summer when he finds out they can't compete in the battle. It's just Dewey really talking nonsense and kicking stuff. The bulk of parental guidance is with grown-up stuff. We see people smoking, drinking, getting drunk, having a hangover, and crack is mentioned. Dewey also jokingly tells the kids they shouldn't have a late-night party, drink tequila, or try to get lucky the night before the contest. Dewey also makes a comment to the parents about how he's been touched by the kids and that he thinks he touched them. The parents interpret this statement in a very different manner than Dewey intends. He means it in an emotional, loving way. So this joke will go over kids' heads, but for parents, you'd be like, whoa, dude, change your wording. (laughs) It's pretty funny. It is. And then Summer looks up what a groupie is and rants to Dewey that they're just promiscuous girls that get with the band. And that whole statement, you're kind of like, ooh, to think of a grade schooler talking about that, you're like, no, my heart's not ready as a parent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, all in all, it's just Dewey shenanigans. And as for an age recommendation, you know your kids better than we do. We're just here to recommend and give our opinions. But I think our girls enjoyed it, and I would recommend 4 and Up as a good age to show your kids. So Rotten Tomato critics have this movie certified fresh at 92%, which is a thumbs up. Audiences have it at a 64%, which is a thumbs middle. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha, do you give School of Rock a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Why do you give it a thumbs up? Because it's really funny. It's really funny. Okay. Amelia? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Why a thumbs up? I think it's funny, too. It is a funny movie. Mommy? So as much as I cannot stand how Jack Black is Jack Black in this movie and all of the red flags and he should be in jail and et cetera, et cetera, I will still give this movie a thumbs middle because it is very enjoyable for kids. Like they said, it's funny. They laugh out loud at multiple parts and they have a good time watching it. So for me, it brings it up a little bit more just because I like watching the kids have a good time. (laughs) What about you, Daddy? 
I'm going to give this movie a thumbs middle as well. I like this movie a lot. It's very funny. It's entertaining. The kids are great in this movie. But uh, it's not a great movie. So, yeah, thumbs middle is where it's going to sit. Fair enough. And if any of you would like to add School of Rock to your movie night list, it is currently streaming on Netflix, Paramount+, Plus, Fubo, and Pluto, or available across platforms. And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Bye. Bye.